Today on The Daily Charge, Netflix in a slump, YouTube cracks down on pirates, and Neopets in 2019? Good morning, and welcome to CNET's Daily Charge. It's Thursday, July 18th. I'm Joni Salzman. I'm Roger. I'm Dara Singh. Let's take a look at today's headlines. 20 years after Neopets launched to become an internet fab of the 2000s, a die-hard core fan base endures, inviting others to their weddings, celebrating birthdays, and sharing life milestones through scattered social media groups. Yeah, so at one point we had this virtual pet community online. It's basically like imagine your dog or cat, but it's 2D, you can't really pet it, but you're tasked with the responsibility of taking care of it. So you have to feed it, um, and then you have to earn games to, I mean, you play games to earn Neo points so you can right. buy items to feed your pet. But through this universe, you can also do a million of other things. You can but it's gone beyond just like feeding a pet, right? It's people have formed relationships over these things. Yes. Yeah, so I went on this group called Neopets Nation. It boasts about like um, 5,000 members. And there was this mom who grew up playing Neopets. She's 29 <laughs> right now. When Neopets started in 1999, she was playing it. And, that, and then she passed it off to her six-year-old daughter. Six-year-old daughter had a birthday. No one showed up to the birthday. Uh, that is, yeah, it's like the nightmare scenario for any parent. <laughs> no one showed up to the birthday, but through this group, um, people heard about her birthday and gave her all these virtual items, 20 virtual items. And if you play the game, you know they're very rare items. Like yeah, like the, so these weren't just like empty like gestures. No. They actually, there was some value behind those gifts, right? Yeah, these are games. I mean, the, the amount of the value of the items you'd have to play games for a really long time and be really good at them. So. It's a nice heartwarming story. It's yeah. a warm and fuzzy corner yes. of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, today's main story, Netflix's snoozy schedule of new releases last quarter and ongoing resistance to a 20% price hike earlier this year pummeled its subscriber growth. So they had a difficult time with subscriber growth mm -hmm. in the first quarter. Now in the second quarter, the same problem is persisting. Partly that's because Stranger Things it's massive hit, yep. didn't hit until right after the quarter closed. Now, you think it's gonna make a difference though, or is there still gonna be some resistance to this this price hike? Because that seems to be what it's been for the first the last two quarters, right? Right, and I think that any, any screaming and yelling about this being the end of Netflix is overblown. Mm. I think that the price hikes, people I will generally get used to them, and it's true that this quarter didn't have a lot of the kind of big, huge releases that yeah. would really bring people in, but, that said, I don't think that Netflix is going to be hiking their prices 20% again anytime right. soon. This right. was this price hike I think they're going to have to make last for a while. I imagine that they'd have to second-guess that decision, especially given all these other streaming services jumping in the market, right? Well, you know, I don't think they really are. I think that their perspective is that at the price they are now, they're still a lot cheaper than cable, and they're mm -hmm. really depending on people flowing out of cable, which is way more expensive, right. more so than the competition of these newer services that... Although some of them have, like, for example, NBCU is going to have The Office. Yep. Um, the service that's being launched by Time Warner, HBO Max is going to have Friends. Those are getting pulled off of yep. Netflix. Yep. All the Disney stuff is getting pulled off Netflix, too. But at the same time, Netflix doesn't want to be the place that you go to to find everything at any time. Mm. They want to be the place where you expect them to create your next favorite show or movie. And that's what they're leaning into. And I don't think they're really that upset about these misses. At least they're not messaging that at all to to the street or to us. Right. Well, I, I also want to bring up Adam Sandler continues to be a phenomenon on right. Netflix. Yeah. 
I don't understand it. People love Adam Sandler. Well, you watched the last one, right? Yeah, the murder mystery. Murder mystery. It was almost like childhood playing Clue again. <laughs> and right. he had a very eccentric character, but um, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm not the hugest fan of Adam Sandler, but something about that movie made me want to see more. So, so you wouldn't believe it, but yeah. Maybe you would believe it. Adam Sandler movies, it, it got almost as much viewership as Bird Box, which was like a huge, massive, everybody's eyes were popping out of their sockets hit. So, there you go. I'm also glad to see it Always Be My Maybe. Always well, be, which is a really good which movie. Which actually was a really good film. It had 32 million people uh, watch it in the first month. Um, also big hits that they dropped. Uh, Perfect Date. Mm. A teen rom-com. Our Planet did really well. That was their BBC style nature documentary. And they bragged about Dead to Me, which I've never seen. Another, it's a dramedy series. They have None many, of them, though. Too many to keep track of. None of them as big as Stranger Things. Right. The Daily Charge, I'm Joni Salzman. I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. <laughs>